welcome to Gruesome, your horrific true crime podcast. I'm Connie, along with President of the Witches Coven, Meg, and she's going to get spooky tonight. She is going to tell us about some witch trials. It's October. <laughs> spooky and, season. Yeah, with October comes fall and like the spooky imagery and like, what are some of your favorite things that you can do in the fall that you cannot do in the summer? Um, hot tub at night. <laughs> hot tub at night. <laughs> Wear a sweater. Wear a sweater, boots, socks. Um, like no under boob sweat. No under boob sweat. <laughs> that is like 10 out of 10, one of the biggest pros. The bugs all go back to hell. Yes. Where they came from. Until they crawl out next year. <laughs> You're like, no. I also love the smell of fall. It's so crisp and fresh. Yes. And I, I walked love... outside last night and was like, it's here. <laughs> it like stings your lungs a little bit. Like not yeah. in a COVID way. <laughs> Just, like a... Just like a fresh, clean air way. And I love fall so much because I know that that means just right around the corner is Christmas. <laughs> but before Christmas, it's Halloween. Yes. And yes. I love Halloween. I love that it suddenly becomes socially acceptable to like. To be a witch. To be a witch, to hang like ghosts and skeletons from your house, to see giant spider webs everywhere. Mm -hmm. And. I mean, I am going to talk about witches today, but I just, I love that whole, that everyone kind of embraces it. Yeah, I, I love it. It's, and I don't like hot coffee. Like I like coffee, but I like it with a few, I, I want to be able to drink it immediately, but it's getting to the point where I can put less ice cubes because I can sit <laughs> like, on the back deck. Only two ice cubes. I don't need a two whole ice cubes. <laughs> and it's soup season. Soup season. Team chili is a soup. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> we're gonna get in. We're gonna get into this. It's uh. So we're gonna talk about witch trials or witch hunts. They're called different things in different parts of the world. Mm -hmm. Whatever you want to call them. I mentioned to my husband that that was what I was doing this week, and he's like, "Uh, that's not really true crime." And I was like, "Just because." It most of it happened in a different century doesn't mean it wasn't true crime. Yeah, no shit, man. Get out of here. <laughs> and, but then the reality is that witch hunts and trials and murders are still happening today all over the world, which is blows my mind. It honestly blows my mind. Makes me and, want to keep my coven a little closer. <laughs> but the most famous witch trials in the world are Salem. Salem, Salem. <laughs> and if you aren't familiar I am gonna give you the rundown yeah <laughs> so in the 1690s uh it was kind of a hysteria it overtook a village in New England that we all know as Salem and I've never been it's on my travel bucket list oh I want to go so in the bad fall for but I hear it's like a dumpster fire in the fall like it is just chaos and there's so many people and you can't enjoy it like disney like didn't stop you from going to disney 
Look, I feel personally attacked by that. I will go to Disney if there are a bajillion people there and I have to wait in line. I, if I can only ride run one ride. It is the... Oh, guys, I can't even get into this. I'll spiral. <laughs> you, we're already digressing. I know. Sorry, guys. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so anyway, 1690s. A couple of kids said that they were possessed by demons and that they had been possessed because of witches. Abigail Williams, who was literally 12, and her BFF, Betty Paris, were allegedly trying out some fortune telling via an egg. It's called a ovomancy or um, they I'll explain how it works in a minute. It's like folk magic. Mm -hmm. Abby and Betty both lived with reverends, by the way. They both lived with like, I mean, it was a Puritan society, so it was pretty religious anyways. And when we talk about fortune telling, we think like tarot and palm reading. But Mm -hmm. this folk magic was called, um, they called it a Venus glass. And essentially what the girls were doing is they separated an egg white from the yolk and then they pour the egg white into the water and it would like, you know, move around and make shapes. Mm -hmm. And that shape was supposed to look like a tool or something that would link you, like it would be what your future husband would be doing. So like it would be a ship. And your future husband would be a sailor or oh, would be a okay. plow and he's a farmer. So they're trying to find out like normal 12-year-old girl stuff, right? It's like the original MASH. Exactly. Who am I going to marry? Is it a farmer? Is it a sailor? Those are really my only options. Um, is it a reverend? Yeah, I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's the Bible. Um, but there, there was this old myth that... Once upon a time, a woman who danced with the devil and practiced magic, she had was she was doing the Venus glass and she had poured her egg white in and saw a coffin. And so she died single and alone. So one of these girls of Abby and Betty, one of them say that they saw a coffin. And shortly after that, they began to complain that they were being pinched by invisible fingers. They would scream out in pain randomly. They would just go into fits. And there were soon other girls in the area that started to experience these same things. So the good Reverend Paris summoned a doctor. And this doctor told the girls' guardians that they were bewitched. And they were being taunted by demons. It definitely could have been couldn't have been that they were telling their parents or whoever that because they Mm -hmm. were supposed to be playing (laughs) with folk magic i don't know so word spreads and a woman at church says you can find out who bewitched these girls you have to make a rye cake with the girl's urine cook it in hot ashes and then feed it to a dog which doesn't that sound like witchcraft like here's how you find (laughs) Who's going to tell him? (laughs) Who is how you find the witch? You got to do the witchcraft. But it's like, that sounds like some 2021 politics to me. But no, 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 no. It's not witchcraft if we do it because we're doing it for the greater good. You're trying to find out why it's happening. But whatever (laughs) happens, three days later, these girls 
name three women. And one of those women was like, yeah, I am a witch. And there are other witches too. And the colony just shit a collective brick. That's right, witches laughed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But Abby, Abby wasn't done. And she was the main instigator in this whole situation. Maybe she really enjoyed that attention. But after these first three women are arrested, she keeps pointing fingers at people. It was one more and then another. She accused 40 people of eating and drinking flesh and blood during this big coven meeting. They called it Satan's Sabbath, where they would just... The devil's lettuce. (laughs) Yeah, the devil's lettuce. Um, So there was a guy, his name's John Proctor, and he's a pretty common name if you've heard or read a little bit about the Salem Witch Trials. His wife, Elizabeth, was also accused, and he was the first... He was the first guy really that was accused of being a witch in Salem and it's likely that the girls accused him because he told pretty much anyone who had listened that they were liars and that they should be whipped for telling tales probably because they were talking shit about his wife (laughs) because they were telling tales (laughs) like if you've ever read the crucible well it's fiction one a lot of people I guess think that it's <laughs> like it's true, but it's uh it's got Abigail um, Williams and John and Elizabeth Proctor, same stuff. All in all, Abigail ended up accusing almost sixty people of being witches. What <laughs> and a she, little brat! I know, and she personally testified against nine of them, um, and directly because of her accusations, fifteen people were executed. One was being tortured and crushed by large stones, so they put like a panel of wood over him and then would add stones to get him to admit that he was a witch and he died. Oh. I know, it's just crazy. Some of them died in witch jails just due to the horrible conditions. And there were a lot of them that were found not guilty or they were pardoned. There were even two dogs that were executed for being... I don't know if they thought they were hellhounds, familiars, something in that. Yeah. And Abigail Williams straight up disappeared. Just there's not like record of where she went or why she left. But less than five years later, everyone was pretty much like, oh, man, that was kind of a mistake. And they ran Reverend Paris and Betty out of town. And it's I read several things where they think that Abby probably just went with them. But it it was written in a couple places also that she died in 1967, around the age of 17. I would think if I knew of witches in my town, the last thing I would want to do is publicly accuse them of being witches. I feel like there's probably some vigilante justice that happened there with, uh, with Abby Williams. Maybe don't accuse half of your colony of being witches and like even if like if i was a practicing witch i would use all my witchy powers i would tap into that dark magic (laughs) i know you're not supposed to look i i cannot say this in full confidence because i was not around then and no one can really say but i am personally confident that most of those people all of those people 
were innocent. They weren't witches. They were just murdered because of Puritan mm-hmm. pettiness. And they would, wouldn't they like go around and like if, if you were a smart woman or a pretty woman, yes, they if were you like were unladylike. You. If you were an outcast, if you were outspoken against the trials, if you were some kind of healer, or if you knew like how to take like midwives, that kind of thing. I'm suddenly feeling like I would have been accused of being a witch. Yeah, absolutely. We we would have gone down in the Salem witch trials. <laughs> would you have went out in a quite literal blaze of glory or would you have been like, I'm not a witch? Or would you have been like, I'm a witch? <laughs> I think that's what I would have done. And I would have pretended to curse all of them. Yeah, I would have been like that first lady that's like, yep, I am. And then I would just like commit arson all over town. Mm-hmm. And then I would burn be that like, mother down. Make a like a poem with like talking about their firstborn children and be <laughs> like. Uh... That's why we would have been. Hole, down it would and be murdered. like holes like uh that madam zeroni your children and your children's children and your children's children's children. madam zeroni. it would be me holes oh man and That's every time one got sick they'd be Handbook. like it was connie and meg <laughs> they told us this would happen uh i hope those names were around in 1600 mine connie definitely was <laughs> <laughs> anyway so Essentially, the colony came to their senses, and they all apologized, and they ended up paying restitution to the families oh. of the accused. Yeah, so, I guess I never realized that. Yeah, it got flipped pretty pretty quickly, like less than five years. They were like, sorry, we shouldn't have done that. Um, and I know it's common that we hear that these witches were burned at the stake, but in Salem, that wasn't true. They were mostly hanged. Uh, oh, that's yeah. the image I have. Well, so Europe, from the 15th to the 17th century, witches were burned alive at the stake. Um, They were burned either alive or after they were hung or beheaded to prevent them from returning. And if the Salem witch trials were a battle, the European witch hunts were a war. Between 1500 and 1660, 80,000 women and men were murdered after they were accused of practicing witchcraft. Oh, my God. 80,000 people. That's... It's hard to fathom. Yeah, that's like more people that's in my town, like by (laughs) 10. I think it's also hard to fathom, like, how much older Europe and those other countries and continents, how much older they are compared to America. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And... (sighs) Like some of those areas, you know, witchcraft really became apparent or talked about in like 1100. Mm -hmm. So even hundreds of years before the Salem witch trials. In America, we don't have anything pre-1620. Indigenous culture does, but we kind of fucked that up for them, didn't we? What I'm trying to say. (laughs) But I feel like, um, and I could be wrong, but... I feel like we're in like the early American colonies where they feared witches. The indigenous people of America really leaned into their healers and really leaned into like their shamans. Exactly. Yeah. And I think, you know, that might've been um, part of, I 
can't say that I know this for sure, but I would imagine that, you know, these colonies seeing indigenous people leaning into that side of things might have scared them too, you know, and made them more reactive. It was a gross time. And I don't oh, know absolutely. a lot about it, so I don't feel right speaking yeah, on it. I feel that. But I guess what I'm trying to say is that the idea of witchcraft was pretty common and even welcomed until around the 11th century. And then by the 14th century, this um, idealized version of like the devil and black magic came into play, you know, which is changing shapes and having sex with the devil in the woods and dancing naked outside, that kind of a thing. They were kidnapping and eating children or using their baby fat for magical ointments. The, that's when that stuff started happening and started coming out. And you know the thing, like just like today, there are people who do things with the intent to hurt others. We've done cases of people with myths guided understandings of what Satanism is mm -hmm. and then they try to sacrifice things or people but that is such a very tiny chunk of people like it's not 80,000 people no and they're I think like leading into the like the spiritual side of it and like mother nature I think that the misconception is most people do think they're like oh a witch that's someone who like they're killing babies but I don't it's it's just like any other thing I'm sure there were a small amount of people doing that and even you and know like those people there's were messed up <laughs> yeah there's extremism in any topic that you talk about like so they were like the extremist witches <laughs> and honestly I don't even think you could called them witches because they weren't they were just murderers crazy. yeah, yeah they're crazy. just murderers most of the time the most common reasons people were convicted of witchcraft were disease family dysfunction sex politics livestock and crop performance whatever was like threatening order mm -hmm. it would be like they're a witch um, and when I say Europe, I mean all of it. It's not just England. In Scotland, it was completely legal to torture potential witches. In Fulda, Germany, between 1603 and 1666, 250 people were executed. Um, it was particularly bad because there was this prince, and his name was Balthazar von Dernbach. He, when he was a kid, he was sent away to a monastery. Uh, he was like 12 and then he was raised Catholic. So cut to 10 years later, and this prince, he, be he becomes elected to take his uncle's place at the throne. And he pretty much told his whole kingdom, or whatever it was called, that you all have to be Catholic or you have to move. And the people turned on him, and he was exiled. But then he came back from being exiled and was like, y'all are witches. And he started a witch hunt in Fulda, Germany. One of the people he arrested, her name was a her name was Merga Bain, and Merga was a triple threat. She was independently wealthy. She'd been married three times, and she was pregnant. And she and her husband had recently moved away and then come back to Fulda. And when they came back, Merga was arrested. They tortured her 
and made her confess to being a witch, which happened a lot. Uh, the prince said that she had murdered her second husband and all of the children that they had, and that she had murdered a family member of one of her current husband's employers. She and her second husband had been married for 14 years and they never had any children. Um, and that was part of the, you know, that was unusual for that time. They were just having a good time. <laughs> they were just living their life. But the she was pregnant with her third husband's child. And the prince said she, it was the devil's child. She was pregnant with the devil's child because of her Sabbath with Satan. And she should be executed. And her husband was like, that's my, that's my baby. She's pregnant with my child. And executing her would be illegal because she is pregnant. But he essentially said that the child was a demon, so it was fair game. And she was burned at the stake. Pregnant? Pregnant. Ugh. You know. This guy's a little bitch. <laughs> he was. He was a little bitch. One of the craziest things, I think, about witch hunts in general is that the majority of the time accusers are not they haven't like identified a witch and been like this person is a witch they're doing bad things let's go get them you know like we mm -hmm. do with normal like criminals they're looking for any person that they could say was a witch mm -hmm. if one person was they found one person that they're like this person's probably a witch that gave them free reign to say there's probably more you know there's a coven there's several mm -hmm. of them and that is when that would trigger a hunt and <laughs> like our justice system is flawed but at least we have to give proof <laughs> now yeah jesus we can't just go off and be like no they are yeah that's i had always heard like the stories of wives who their husband just literally checked out another woman like maybe she was pretty or maybe she was smart and they're like this bitch is a witch <laughs> and her yeah, friends that's are witches exactly what happened that and then that, it's like at the pta meeting they're all like pss, pss, pss. yeah like Jezebel's practical magic yes that's one <laughs> that's of my, one of my fa favorite I, I love it so good lock up your husband <laughs> i know and she goes and like snaps her and she's like oh <laughs> yes i love that movie i found it at a rummage sale and bought it and i was like yes and now i watch it too too much i think it's on <laughs> hbo or something it was like it was on a it's it's always I on streamed something. it oh that's such a sandra everyone bullock this man. week watch i know she was that's prime sandra bullock right there that's your homework <laughs> go yes. watch practical magic after you listen to this episode so these witch hunts they keep going so we've gone you know 15th 16th 17th in the 18th century in puebla mexico uh is january of 1869 there's a woman named maria clara she was questioned in the disappearance of an ox so livestock right in her town she was rumored to be a witch but she was kind of like a medicine woman midwife mm -hmm. just knew how to take care of people and she told these men that questioned her that she hadn't seen the ox and they dragged her from her home and beat her mercilessly the men demanded that she confess to her crime and confess to being a witch and demanded that she oust her witch friends tell us who your who the other ones are 
they first hung her from a tree by her arms. And when she would not quote unquote confess, they hung her and tortured her. They shot her while she was hanging from her neck. They beat her body. And she finally admitted to them that yes, she was a witch. She gave the names of two other women and then she died. The men went in search of those two women immediately. They just left her there. One was defended by her husband and the other was dragged into the street and flogged by her own son, who was a member of the witch hunting party. Mm. The governor of Puebla um, did have those men arrested. I couldn't find out what actually happened to them. The, um, the article and stuff that I read was from the 1800s. It was really old. Uh, but they just said, all it said that was that they took the necessary measures to have the perpetrators punished. So they did get in trouble for it. It's so crazy to me. That way of thinking is just. Yeah. And it, even you think 1800s, like that's pretty late for witch hunts. Yeah. You think we get more progressive and I guess we do. It's not as common. But like I said, they're a reality even today in Latin America, in Southeast Asia, in Africa. Um, August 10th is actually World's Day Against Witch Hunts. Because despite there being those tens of thousands of people murdered over those hundreds of years, between 1960 and 2000, there were close to 40,000 people murdered after being accused of witchcraft in just Tanzania. What? Yes, just in one spot. So there has been exponentially more. And it's you don't hear about it. We no. I don't. Yeah. No. Um it's I mean it's a deeply ingrained cultural thing. Mm-hmm. This fear of difference. In Tanzania and in other places, if someone is born um, albino, normally the mother is accused of witchcraft and the child is taken and murdered because they believe that the body parts of an albino person can be used as medicine for themselves. Uh, if Pretty much if any child is born with any kind of malformation, someone is accused of witchcraft. Sometimes it's the mom. A lot of times it's a woman that the community feels isn't useful in the community anymore. Be like, oh, she cursed her, and that's why the baby is this. And so she's sent away. Akua Denta was a 90-year-old woman when she was accused of witchcraft in July of 2020. What? She was beaten, stoned, and hanged in front of a crowd before being set on fire in broad daylight. And not one person tried to step in. There's a video of it. The whole thing was filmed. And it's... So you have the technology to record some shit like this, but not the brain power to think that this is wrong. Wrong, yes. There had been a string just misfortune in this community that she was from and a diviner who is a diviner is literally a community witch finder it's like how in salem and in the 1600s you have the people who led the party who's like if she floats (laughs) she's a witch 
If she sinks, she's not. I can't remember which one it was, but. So they pointed their finger at Akua, this 90-year-old woman. And it was in Ghana. And officials reacted very quickly. The people who did it were arrested. They condemned the behavior. But this happens all the time. It happens, and then sometimes they're arrested. They're almost never prosecuted. If there's, like, really, there's a lot of public outrage, like for Akua. And in 2010, there was a lot of outrage because two other women were hanged by a mob for being witches. The government, they'll make a big deal about it. They'll promise changes. But eventually it just happens again because of these deeply ingrained cultural beliefs. And despite the fact that in these areas, it is illegal to accuse someone of witchcraft, even though they have diviners, you know, who are legitimately, that's what their their job job. in their community. Yeah. It's so bad that there are communities called witch camps and those accused of being witches. Sometimes they flee to them. Sometimes they're sent to them before they're murdered. Um, But most frequently, the citizens in these communities are women and children who have been driven out. They aren't really safe havens. They're kind of like holding cells. They have shrines um, in place to keep witches from escaping. The shrines supposedly prevent the women who live there from flying at night. Yeah, I know. So (laughs) they go to these witch camps. I, they say the other communities are say they go there to keep the other local villages protected. In one camp, there was a mute girl. Her name Shula. She was accused of chopping a man's arm off with an axe. He still had both of his arms. Yep. She just what? he said, "I know uh, it's uh, unreal." But she was mute. She couldn't speak. She's a little girl. She's like nine. Did he grow an arm back? Because no. that sounds like witchcraft. <laughs> I think he needs to go. Um, Yeah, he said that she had chopped his left arm off, but surprisingly, it was still just on his body. No, not this left arm. My other left arm that she cut off. Yeah, and honestly, she probably did him a favor if he had two left arms. Yeah, because guess what? You could be a witch. For a malformation like that. What the hell? Like, that is, like... And when was that? That was in 2011. Shut up. Somewhere around there. It was in the 2000s. That's, like, not... Like, if you were to tell me that and it's, like, 1600, I'd be like, okay, that's, like, an archaic way of thinking, you know. Yeah. But, like, you can see, like, oh, that's weird. I see your arm. It's right there. It's connected to your body. Can you not... Wave to me. <laughs> wave to me. I'm sorry, sir. Can you wave? Now with your, your other hand. Is not, your claim is not working here. I want um, to be an anti-diviner and I want to go to these countries and I want to out the people who are accusing people of being witchcraft. And I want to hold trials for them. Well, it is illegal to do that, too. It's illegal for them to accuse people of witchcraft. So. Yeah, but I'm going to give them some real justice vigilante vigilante justice for <laughs> the meemaw that yeah for poor akua so and like this was a little mute girl 
but some are sent there just for having a successful business. Like they start a business and it's doing well and the other people in the community get mad or jealous and they're like, you're a witch. That's the only way you're, that's the only reason why you're doing well. There's a lot of widows in these communities. Like their husband died and they're blamed for it, even though. Like natural causes or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Ah. Uh. That pisses me off. Despite, I mean, it's hundreds and hundreds of years and it's just the same thing. It's all stigma. It's stigma for being different, for being successful, for being a woman. It's like same shit, different day. Exactly. It's oppression no matter where you go. And it's still happening. And that's just, it's crazy to me. Women can be successful. (laughs) Men can support women who are successful. And that doesn't make them witches either. It makes them all witches, <laughs> according to I want to be a witch. These ideas. Oh, I don't know. I just I felt like I was. I didn't realize it was still happening. Yes, it is. This is that it, bubble, like you. This is like like it's it's definitely the bubble, the bubble where you're like, there's no way it because we don't see it, we don't think it's happening. Yeah, and it's crazy that in this technology period you feel so connected to everything like you know news instantly you can have information at your fingertips from wherever but this you I've just never seen this I've never seen um, like there's definitely a lot of outrage I saw that people there are operations currently working to provide education about how witchcraft isn't real in the way that they believe that it is real. Um, Cause I'm not saying that it isn't real. I think that witchcraft is real, you know, but it's not what these people no, who murder witches say. Yeah. It's yeah. not like black magic and evil and that kind of a thing. And that is what is so sad about this. It's, it's, um, it's like just being crazy. in tune with, mother nature to being able to like tap into like the energy around yeah the it's energy. just a different religion it's, exactly it's just somebody else's religion um i mean and that's i that's how we see it i think and i see it like a religion like i see it that way as well but if there's just that weird stigma around it that has hasn't been able to go away then it came and that stigma started in the 1400s because before that the idea of magic and religion were tied very tightly together oh yeah They're- they would have they would like in like uh before like when like romans would go into battle or exactly exactly it- like greece and Ro- rome yeah, they it was all had thing. magical things that they would do to increase performance or like m- medicine any of that stuff yeah. And and instead, as it, you know, spread, like, into different sects and stuff, S-E-C-T, don't get me wrong there. <laughs> I was as like, a, is she going to, is she going to elaborate? <laughs> I knew what you meant, but. I know, I know. Um, as it spread out, it, it really got attached to this idea of it's, like, the devil, so it's bad, and it's scary and mean, but. I don't know. 
there's a lot of criminals in this story, and not one of them, I think, are the witches that were murdered. Nope. Mm-mm. And it's I just funny because go- I call them witches, but they're not. Like most of those people weren't. They were just people existing. I just don't understand the mindset of that because I would think if the person I was accusing was a witch, they would curse me. Or if like you <laughs> like, are- don't do it. Well, that's why they would kill them. Was so they couldn't, right? And a lot of the time they you would. Think they they're would- not cursing your asses. Is they're like <laughs> waiting trial or? being tortured if they are an actual you know if if they somehow were caught a real one in their midst then yeah that was probably happening dishonor on your whole family yeah that's why you're uh never mind (laughs) (laughs) uh that's why you're No, yeah. <laughs> Too much. Sorry. <laughs> that just makes me so sad. Like, can you imagine being like one of their children who their mother is whisked away or like you have to leave or you're murdered because they think you're a witch because like your mom was accused of being one all because some 14 year old girl was playing with eggs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they, you know, it's it was such a oppressive time anyways that I, these girls would they did anything just to not be in trouble. And I can't their children. Betty was nine years old. That's insane. And Abby was twelve. So they were. They were little kids. Yeah. How are they supposed to know better? They and sh- they don't shouldn't have to at that age. I have read about like the cemeteries and everything in Salem and surrounding areas where like these innocent people were buried and it's like spooky. Spooky spooky. I um I would like to go. It's on my at last year in like February. I tried to talk my husband into doing a road trip in the fall. That was going to be like our fall trip. And uh, nobody, nobody was into it, and it. I, I was gonna make it happen, but then the, you know, panini. So nothing happened. <laughs> I will go. I don't think my husband would go. He'd think it was too crowded and like not be into that. They, we can go together. They can stay in the hotel and eat pizza and <laughs> watch TV. Watch what <laughs> the weird shit that they talk about. And we'll go explore in cute hats and boots, cameras in tow. All attire. I wonder if you go after Halloween, if it's any better. Who's been if to you, Salem? Who lives in yeah, Salem? Tell us about it. If you live in that it. area, please let us know. If you have like the sneaky sneak on when is a good time to visit. Is there a good time to visit? Is it like New York City in the... Like at Christmas, you have to go. It's a madhouse. Like you, you have to be a part but of that. You have to see it. That's I'm also still on my list. For New York at Christmas. Yeah, I just don't like being magical. cold. <laughs> <laughs> I always wanted to do the uh, New York NYC uh, New Year's Eve. Yes. Now I don't. It's way too many people. But like, <laughs> it's a lot of people. 
I, I also tried to talk my husband into road tripping to do that a couple of years ago. I think it was the year before our first kid was born. I was like, let's go. Let's just go and do it. And he was like, absolutely not. No I had way. like planned like the hotel. I planned the plane, like the t- plane tickets. I was like, we could stay here. We could do this, this, and this. Just a quick long weekend. And he was like, absolutely not. I have zero desire to go there and I was like it's only because you've never been there if you've been to New York then you're like this place is the shit it's fun it's like the it smell I went in July like when I went it was like July and it smells like hot garbage but I don't care <laughs> I just watched a I was watching a cartoon and the one of the characters said you smell like hot chimneys and I was like, what does that mean? Like, you smell like a hot chimney and ashes. That's what they said. And I was like, that's a weird diss. But sick I burn, dude. It. Yeah, sick burn. It was so weird. My... That's it. I don't know. That was kind of, kind of short, I guess. I just, it was a lot of information. But I thought it was appropriate timing for this time of year. Well, I'll be honest to all of our listeners. Meg saved you guys this week because I wanted to release our double episode and call it a call it a vacation for a couple weeks. And she's like, "No, I have a spooky like I wanna I wanna talk I about got, the witch trials. I got one. And I was like, "Okay, fine, I'll allow." It. I guess. But next week, um, we will be releasing two episodes. So you'll have full two weeks of episodes in one week. Surprise. Yeah, in one surprise. And it's going to be, should we tell them? What? Who it is? Who do- yeah. Yeah, we can. I don't care. So, I know every other time I've been like, no, but that's fine. <laughs> but we're close. Um, we, as most of you guys are very aware, we do not like to do well-known cases. We, If we do them, they're on our Patreon account. Um, but we are going to, deep dive into the craziest I dare I say smartest but in reality one of the smartest uh serial killers Israel Keys and buckle up because it's a crazy one one year anniversary episode so that's gonna be a big one and it's gonna be long and we're gonna give it to you in two separate episodes that we're gonna drop at once so you don't have to wait a whole week. And then we're taking a two-week vacation. <laughs> then we'll smell you later. No, we just... One of the things that when we started the podcast, one of the things we said we didn't want to do were ads. And the other thing was that we didn't want to do two-part episodes with, mm-hmm. like, a break. Like, we don't want to drop something and then be like, ha now you got to wait a week. It's just not... In the binge watching and realizing culture of today, <laughs> it yeah, doesn't make sense. No, and I think that we have this like magic listening number where I feel like if you get too long after that in one episode, people are like, eh. But if you do, you can break it up and you know, like it's like, but you're going to get both of them at once. So listen to them back to back. I mean, that's probably what I'm going to do. But Or wait a week and be a, pretend like it came out the next week. We don't <laughs> like, care. Ooh. Oh, look at this. Magical. But really, we 
we are at our one year. Like I, on my little memories thing, it popped up where I had shared our podcast page when we first made it. We had no idea what we were doing. We, it's insane. Like it's insane how much it's grown, how it's been a year and people are like, man, I really like listening to you guys. Yeah, it's awesome. Thanks everyone. I think it's like more crazy. And I, I don't know if you feel like this, but I have been told that I talk too much and that I'm annoying so many times in yes, my life. For my whole life. I'm annoying. I talk over people. I don't listen. And look mm-hmm. at us now. <laughs> it's all we're paying talking off. over each other and we're still <laughs> listening. It's called multitasking people. Figure it out. Yeah. yeah but it's, it's been, thanks guys. Thank you. And if you've been listening to us for a year now, like happy anniversary to you guys too. Thanks for not being sick of us. I know it's cake. Yeah, we should. And I know it's like, we've had some bumps in the road. We've had like COVID, uh, snowstorm this year. I can't remember what else, but I had. Oh, that's right. We had to release the episode late because you lost your power. Yeah, I forgot about that. Kentucky, like not getting lucky in Kentucky. No, it was awful, and we had sound issues. We've recorded complete episodes, one each of us at one point, where we've recorded through our webcams, (laughs) which doesn't sound good. We. Recorded our first episodes. My very first episode, I didn't write my script. I just kind of like winged it. And you can tell that I was like winging part of it. Because it's not as like, it's not like it is now. And the quality has improved. I mean, I still have, we still have some issues. Because I mean, I edit these. I'm still learning. I don't, I had never done anything. I had not messed with computers since MySpace. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like MySpace HTML, I could like do all that, but I could, I mean, I know my way around like Excel and like budgets and spreadsheets, but to do like post-production, I was like, I don't even know what that is. How hard can this be? It's hard. Spoiler alert. But- oh, oh, what else? Uh, stickers of the month go out on Wednesday. Woo. So the 20th. Yes, which is also a full moon. So when this episode comes out, it'll be a full moon. Wow. Switchy episode on a full moon. Oh, that's cool. I'm just going to be secretly giddy about that for a while. I'm secretly, I'm not even, (laughs) it's not even a secret. I'm giddy about it. And yeah, have a safe, well, we'll say all this next week because we'll talk to you before Halloween. Have a safe Halloween, my witchy friends, but we'll talk next week. Anything yeah. else? No, I got it. That's it. Thanks for a good episode. It's very <laughs> Halloween appropriate. So now I'm going to watch Practical Magic. And I'm going to rewatch Hocus Pocus for the fourth time this season. Uh, I've watched it every single day for a week and a half because the three-year-old is obsessed with it. Yes. She loves it. Um, we had the listener tell us, oh, I can't, I don't have my Instagram pulled up. The name of the... TV show or the movie, the Disney movie that I was looking for was Don't Look Under the Bed. And I, I Googled w- it. It's the same thing. Yeah. I watched it with the kids, not my youngest, but like I watched it with the boys and they were 
They were pretty impressed. Is Mild. it? It was still Fred Savage and Howie Mandel, right? No. It was a different one. When I it's looked a- up the monster under the bed, little monsters came up. Yeah, I no, was like, look, what's this one? Look up, don't look under the bed. Don't look under the bed. I'm gonna it's on, right yeah, it's on Disney Plus, but it's like about imaginary friends where like if you stop believing in them, they become the boogeyman. Oh. Oh, yeah, I have seen this one. Yeah, this was the movie for me. That was it? Okay. Yeah, Yeah, and it's, one, it's kind of... It is scary. Like, I'm just looking at these pictures. I'm like, yes, I remember feeling scared of this. But it's, like, really nice to look back and, like, watch the quality of some of these movies where they were, even, like, goosebumps. I was like, oh, my God, the mask. Look at that. (laughs) <laughs> and then now you watch like Jigsaw. Ugh, it's still spooky. It is. And I appreciate the growth. Disney. <laughs> Shout out to you, Disney. <laughs> but don't sue us for saying your name, though. <laughs> I don't know how that works. Okay. Go watch right. Don't Look Under the Bed. Go watch Practical Magic. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to Gruesome Horrific True Crime. We love you, beautiful strangers. And if you love us too, and you'd like us to keep putting out ad-free content, here are some of the ways that you can help support Gruesome. You can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. This helps other true crime connoisseurs find us, and you get a I-knew-them-before-they-were-famous moment. Follow Gruesome Podcast on Instagram and talk to us on our posts. Engage with us. We love to hear from you there. If you'd like to send a donation, we have a Patreon. Sign up to join our True Crime Sticker of the Month Club and to gain access to exclusive Patreon perks. If a one-time donation is more your thing, you can find our Venmo at Gruesome Podcast and our PayPal using our email, gruesomepodcast at gmail.com. Speaking of which, we love hearing from you. It seriously makes our whole life. So send us questions, comments, suggestions, or just ask our opinion on whether or not that person you met on Tinder is a serial killer or not. Tune in next week and don't forget, lock your windows, lock your doors, and on Wednesdays, we're we're gruesome. gruesome. Bye. Bye. (laughs) 